0: Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon.
1: We're joined on the Starline by Peter Diamandis, New York Times best-selling author, founder of more than 20 high-tech companies. Sean, pleasure. Let's go beyond the mic. In your book, The Future is Faster Than You Think, you talk about the acceleration of technology in the future for our lives. How do you think technology will transform our lives for the better?
0: So we all on planet Earth, rich or poor, the richest or the poorest all have 24 hours in a day, seven days in a week, 365 days in a year. That's just the way it is. It's how we use our time that differentiates us. You know, if if you're wealthy enough to have a private jet, you can afford uh, to skip uh, JFK or LAX. Uh, if you're poor, that you have to take a bus, you know, it's going to take you uh, a week to cross the country. So, at the end of the day, um, technology is a force that that saves us time and it's a force that converts what used to be scarce into abundance and we see that over and over again you know the one of the best examples is um, and i write about this in in my first book abundance the future is better than you think uh, that if you look at your cell phone today and you count up all of the free apps on your phone right uh, two-way video conferencing uh, high-definition video camera still camera uh, radio, uh, music, educational content, all of this stuff that's for free, and you gone back 20 years ago and had to buy that, it would cost you millions of dollars. But today we don't think about it that it comes free on your digital device. And this is the recurring part of what these exponential technologies do.
1: Well, several uh, sections of your book talk about things that to some people would be almost invasions of privacy, personalized shopping with interfaces that could look like your mother, to having an AI tell you exactly when you have a virus. How do you balance the benefits of technology and privacy?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. And I think um, one of the challenges we're going to have is the realization that uh, a lot of these technologies, there's no on or off switch. There's no volume switch to slow it down. The progress is, is coming very rapidly. How do we steer it how do we um, how do we transform it to be used for good uh, privacy is a big deal. We're heading towards a world where uh, you're going to be able to know anything you want anytime you want anywhere you want um, by the end of this this year, we will be living in a world with a trillion sensors. Your phone's got a dozen sensors. the cameras on the streets soon drones flying in the air, autonomous cars driving down the street are generating you know hundreds of megabytes of data per second, and we'll soon have thousands of satellites flying over overhead. And all these are gathering data. Now, there is a good side and a bad side. Um, the good side is when people are being watched, they have a tendency to do less bad things. Um, one of the foundations I support, the Lindbergh Foundation, uh, they fly drones over uh, herds of rhinoceros and elephants, when the drones are flying over the herd, poachers stay away. Right? Um, but we, are, we all value our privacy, but privacy is a relatively recent uh, invention. I don't think people expected privacy uh, thousands of years ago or hundreds of years ago, and surely in parts of the world, like China, there's no expectation of privacy. A lot of millennials today give up their privacy. They text and tweet everything they're doing all the time. They turn on their location devices uh, because there are benefits to get from that. The, the point is not one of good or bad or, or judgment on this. It's that our society is going to rapidly change. It's important for us to understand where it's going so that we can be guiding it.
1: Well, we're joined on the star line by Peter Diamandis, New York Times bestselling author. His latest book, "The Future Is Faster Than You Think." How has gamification helped keep people on phones and on games, keep them where you can't put it down?
0: You know, as the father of two eight-year-old boys, I see this uh, every Saturday when they get their tablets. Uh, it's it is truly addictive, and uh, you know when you put a human brain in a imaging. Uh, System and look at what's going on as you're playing uh, these games. It is very addictive. It's the neurochemistry of addiction, um, and that's a problem. It, it for sure is an issue. Uh, all of us on social media, looking at our emails, our tweets, whatever it might be, uh, and getting sort of a uh, uh, you know a endorphin uh, hit or and rush. And the question ultimately is, how do we use this to? to our advantage, not to our disadvantage. How do we use this kind of gamification in education? You know, it's kind of sad that in the in the real world, um, uh, when you're in school, you start with 100 as your grade, and every time you get something wrong, your grade goes down, 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 down. In the gaming world, you start at, at zero, and every time you do something right, your score goes up, 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 and you become addicted to that process. Why we don't use more gamification in our education world is beyond me. And I think that's one of the uh, opportunities to flip uh, that issue into a a force for good.
1: Peter, as automation and AI becomes more commonplace, how does the workforce have to evolve?
0: So it's a great question. I used to be really worried about the displacement of the workforce by technology. I'm I'm somewhat less worried about it now because of the trends I'm seeing. What we're seeing is that, um, that AI, artificial intelligence, uh, is less likely to displace individuals and more likely to enable and enhance them. It's really going to be about collaboration. So, for example, today uh, I'm a medical doctor by training, not by practice. I come from a medical family. And uh, there's no way that a human doctor can analyze your genome sequence, your, your, your uh, magnetic resonance imagery, your CAT scan, your... Your radiological, pathology slides as good as an AI. It just cannot be done. The amount of data uh, is way too much. But what, and we're seeing, in fact, that um, that AIs are beating human doctors in de- in detecting cancers and kidney disease and various kinds of pathologies. Uh, but it's going to be a collaboration. Um, but it, I, I think in the future we're going to see a situation where um, uh, where we are. Uh, requiring doctors to utilize um, AI in a, in a diagnosis, and it may well be um, that, uh, that it's malpractice not to use an AI in your diagnosis.
1: How will technology acceleration affect ethical and moral boundaries?
0: Well, that's a great question. Um, uh, I think that morals and ethics change over time. Um, and we have great evidence for this. If you think about the fact that in vitro fertilization, a donor egg, a surrogate mother, would have been considered immoral and unethical just you know, 30, 40 years ago, and today it's a miracle. Uh, I'm of Greek origin. If I had gone back to ancient Greece and as a doctor, my great-great-great-great-grandfather was having a cardiomyopathy, a viral infection of his heart, and some guy gets Gored by a bull, and I take the heart of the dead man and put it into my my ancient relative and save his life. I would have been burned at the stake. Now it's a miracle. So these things are changing, um, and uh, I think it's important uh, to realize that our ethics and morals change. So when you know the technology that's just been announced out of MIT called prime editing, that can it's a new version of, of CRISPR with high precision has the potential to address 89% of all genetic disease, uh, to correct it. Um, And maybe it becomes immoral not to edit your child if you could save them from that hardship.
1: The future is faster than you think. He is the author, Peter Diamandis, along with your co-writer, Stephen Kotler. Peter, thank you so much for joining us.
0: Sean, a pleasure. And if your listeners want to get a copy of my first two books, Abundance and Bold, they can get those for free if they go to futurefasterbook.com and order the newest book. Uh, the first two books come along with it. and It's uh, futurefasterbook.com, the website.
1: And that, my friends, is Beyond the Mic.